like to do a frith cast? I think that would be jolly lovely. Okay. Let's do a frith cast. Do we need a run up, run up at it? I've got to figure out which number this is. 19? This is 19, 19. I think. Yes. Okay, I think, we're ready. I think Three, two, one, run up at it. Warm your knees by our yeah. virtual campfire. Come and settle in. Grab a log, grab a marshmallow on a stick, get a cup of coffee. Marshmallow on a stick! It's all good. Marshmallow on a stick. And rum. Rum on a stick! Rum, no. go on a stick. Can you freeze rum? What happens if you freeze? This is a chemistry question, isn't it? Or physics, I'm not sure which. Anybody out there? What happens if you freeze high alcohol? I think it freezes around the edge and the middle stays liquid, doesn't it? Yeah? Yeah, because you do it with... Do you do it with socking like that? Or is that... Possibly. It's got a freezing... Incredibly, horribly bad thing to do to proper sake. Yeah, probably. It's got a freezing point. Okay. Because everything has a freezing point. But I don't know at what what happens to it in the meantime. Whether it know. explodes, does it explode? How do This we, could be what bad. Are, what are we talking about this time? I don't know, but exploding rum on sticks, apparently. Exploding rum on sticks. <laughs> Listeners... Consider yourselves welcome around our campfire. Are we talking about exploding rum on sticks? Where you can have marshmallows and exploding rum on sticks. <sighs> yeah, it's a fine, upstanding British tradition. Indeed. <laughs> or at least the marshmallow parties, anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Union Jack ashtrays <clears throat> and exploding rum sticks. <sighs> Only in very particular parts of Britain. Also pants. Pants? Yeah, Union Jack pants. And exploding pants on sticks. I don't think they explode. Can you toast them over a fire? It'd be inconvenient. You could toast Only the pants over. Only if you were wearing them, would it be inconvenient? Well, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. You could always just wave them. Yeah. Pants on sticks make good flags. No. No. Mm. Okay. I thought why they put Union Jacks on. Oh, I'm sorry, Union on flag. S- on sticks or flag pants. I don't know. Okay. Let's choose to do that another night. Okay. This evening, let's settle down and do Frithcast number 19. That's all going to get cut, isn't it? No. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Leave it all in. Um, Frithcast (laughs) number 19. Frithcast number 19. Welcome to Frithcast number 19. Hello. Hello. Hello, viewers. Hello, listeners. Listeners. Lovely, lovely listeners. Yeah. Not quite viewers, because they'd be stood looking at the phone screen... And all they're going to get is one of those wee little sound graph things. That's true. Yeah. The little, the little spectrally things. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. All good, but not hugely interesting for half an hour. Probably not. Hopefully, we will be. <laughs> that would be good. We could go for that. Nice segue. A, I like the recovery. That was really a, quite good. There's a first time for everything. <laughs> there is. <laughs> is anybody still out there? Okay. Let's carry on anyway. Welcome to Frithcast number 19. Hello. I'm Suzanne. Uh, hello, Suzanne. Hello. Um, hello, listeners. I am Kate. I am not an ambassador for any darn thing. 
Um, <laughs> um, I I couldn't um, I, I I couldn't ambassad. I don't think if uh, my life depended on it. Oh, I'm too abrasive. I'm a passing wandering druid type. Yes. I was going to say wandering minstrel, <clears throat> but I don't know the lyrics. Chocolate. A thing of a thing of mm. somethings and something else. Wandering minstrel, a thing. And my voice doesn't serve it well at the moment. I've spent too long introducing myself. Hello, I'm Kate. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Suzanne. <laughs> okay. We thought for episode 19, we'd have a look at how to do a blot. A blot? A blot. Tell me what a blot is. Well, it's where your ink splats on the paper and you don't want it to. Mm. That's why you have blotting paper. Blotting paper. And, you know, that wee little pot of sand thing, if you're really going to go back that far. Oh, why did I not think of this? That's it. End of episode. Thank you. Good night. We go now. Bye. Not that kind of blot. (laughs) I'm assuming... That we're not talking about that kind of blot. Not that kind of I blot. Know what, I'm, I know what a blot is. I was doing for, re, for, for, for reference purposes. That's oh, okay. Tell me okay. what a blot is. I missed that part. Okay. I just went zooming on into what a blot is but isn't and totally missed the subtlety. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Let me know. I'm too. Uh-uh. Not even <laughs> slightly. <clears throat> okay. So a blot in terms of being a heathen is a ceremony or ritual mm-hmm. and it's one you can perform on your own or you can do in a group it's kind of nice and variable that way it's okay. all with the flexible and it's generally take uh, I take a blot as a simple ceremony where I give thanks or I give praise so I might choose to dedicate a blot to one particular deity okay i might choose to blot in thanks for an event that's happened in my life mm-hmm. or i might give thanks and praise at a particular time of year so i might do a blot for a solstice okay or for a turning of the seasons mm. so a blot could be used for all of these things mm. so it depends really on what you want to do okay it's more, I know we've talked a little bit about prayer before, whether it's informal or formal. Mm. A blot for me is a little bit more on the formal side, whereas I can sit and talk to the gods at the end of the day or tell them things about my day and say, hey, look, there was a thing today and I did this. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, you know, it was a brill thing that happened in my life, tar very much. So that... Or I handled <coughs> it in this way. That for me is an informal... Prayer, if you like. That wouldn't require any particular kind of ritual? Not necessarily, no, although it does depend on the person. Mm. There's a lot of UPG when it comes to your relationship with the gods. There may be particular gods that you favour, or there may be particular gods that favour you. There may be ones that you're just getting to know. You may have just come to the faith and you're thinking, by goodness, there's dozens of them. Mm. Where do I even start? (laughs) You know, do I do this alphabetically? <laughs> how, do I, how do I start understanding who does what and who's responsible for which thing? Mm, mm. So a blot for me, it may be that I look at naming a particular god, goddess, lady, lord, in that. Mm. I may be looking at focusing on a particular time of year. I may be looking at doing a combination of the two. Okay. 
So a blot at the summer solstice may look at Frey and may also have things in like prayers to tomatoes and sunshine and the sun and the gardens because they're all linked at that time of year. That is what I see around me is and who I understand is directly helping to be responsible for that. Yeah. I will tie all those things up together mm-hmm. in a blot at the summer solstice. Okay. Or a ceremony at summer solstice. It may be that you want to use particular ritual things. You mm-hmm. may have particular ritual tools. Okay. You may have a whole bag of tools. You may just have none at all. You may just have you. You see, when you say, when you say ritual tools, I'm afraid the first thing into my head is the sort of things that the Wiccans use. A thame. So an a thame, an uh, a or however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them... Chalice, candles, yep. cloth. Yep. You can use those things if you want to. Mm. If you're comfortable using those things and you think these are the things that have meaning for me, okay, yeah, use them. All right. If you're comfortable with just standing there and going, actually, I just want to take 20 minutes out of my day. I want to offer you a beer and say thank you very much for the things that have happened to me this week or this month or today. Yeah. That's all good too. And they might be... Good things, so thank you very much for bringing me good things, or they might be bad things, in which case thank you very much for seeing me through them. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it's, for me a block could be used for all of these things, mm. or tailored to all of these things, so it's a very personal experience between you and the divine. Okay. So you tailor it the way you want it. Mm. So if you're comfortable working with candles, if you're comfortable working with generally... Most heathens will have an altar on. I know we've mentioned a little bit about it before. It, a, a space set aside, yeah. whether it's indoor or outdoor, a space set aside for ritual and connection and communion. So if I go through sort of the basics of what a blood is and how to do it, mm-hmm. then you might find that at each of those stages you can tailor that to what you're thinking of. Okay. So I will generally start... I like to use some ritual tools, not like a whole wheelbarrow full of stuff, which you may be all good with, it's all good, Um, but I do like to use certain objects. Okay. When I am preparing for a block or I know I've got a ceremony, the first thing I will do is have a wash. Whether that's a two minute washing my hands symbolically, and getting at least my hands clean to go and face the gods, or whether it's having a whole kind of dunk right. and coming out, you know, with sweet-smelling goo on and all just kind of doing... All squeaky sparkly. All squeaky sparkly. I like being squeaky sparkly <laughs> because it helps me feel like I'm preparing to go. Yeah. That having a shower or having a bath or spending time getting ready, that becomes part of my ritual preparation. Well, it's common to a lot of traditions. Yes, I mean, a, to, a lot to of... symbolically wash yeah. or to symbolically purify I mean, the obvious space. The obvious parallel would be Islam. Yes, to, to wash before prayer. It's because it's, it's respectful and it helps get you into the, yes. the, the mindset for, for speaking for to, connection. To, to, to God, in their case, yes. the gods in, in your case. In our case, yeah. It's, so if I know that I've got a big ceremony coming up, mm. I will have a wash. Okay. I do my hair as much as I can because sometimes it wants to be a dragon and doesn't want to be hair it just wants to kind of do its thing Arr, 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 and I just go okay fine it's doing its thing 
can't do a thing with it, fine. But I will... I've given up trying. (laughs) (laughs) It's doing all right. I may want to look at the clothes I'm wearing. Okay. If I've got um, a blot that I'm planning, so like a big blot, i.e. for a solstice or for a special occasion, I will choose the clothes I want to wear very carefully. Mm. It's the same with jewellery. If I want to wear a particular molnir, particular set of beads, yeah. particular oath ring, then having those just for those occasions and keeping them separate from my other jewellery that I might wear day to day, putting those on every time I do a blot or a ritual or any kind of ceremony becomes part of that ritual of getting ready. Mm. Part of that signalling to my brain that this is the this is sacred time set aside. Something special is coming up. Something special is coming up. Yeah. So I will wash, I will dress, and I may take great care to either have ceremonial clothes on, or if it's something like the solstice, I may dress appropriate to the season. Okay. So on the summer solstice, I may want clothes in reds and yellows and oranges that reflect the sun that reflect the height of the year mm-hmm. that reflect me then you know presenting and giving thanks to Lord Frey so these are considerations I take but not everybody does no. it's all good I have done blot in jeans and a fleece jumper because it's been blooming cold oh, circumstance and I my guess. boots <laughs> and, if there's, and if there's one thing I've come to know about the heathen gods. Mm-hmm. I would claim no. I I claim no expertise. But if there's one thing I I do know about them is that they are very practical. They can be very practical. So I have gone and talked to them in my work boots, and a pair of jeans and a fleece jacket because it's been freezing cold outside. Mm-hmm. And I've just gone. You know, I could dress up to come and do this, but actually I feel the instinct that I need to go outside now and just say a few words. Yeah. So, generally, I will then, once I've washed and dressed and thought of the impression that I want to give, Mm. put thought into the preparation of me as a person going before the gods, I might then look at gathering together the things I'm going to need. Generally, uh, if it's a block to a group, or with a group, or you are giving offering, you may think, well, actually, I want to make something as an offering. Okay. I want to... As in food or...? Yeah, as in food and drink, Mm. most common. So if you do, don't wait until 20 minutes before you block to decide that you want to make a loaf of bread, because it ain't (laughs) going to happen. It's going to be a bit squishy, and maybe not the best loaf of bread you're going to make. So in that case... Your preparations need to start way beforehand. And I suppose they're not going to be overly impressed with a a special, here, I've got you a making bread kit. You can do your own. Yeah, no, that that (laughs) might not be the most appropriate gift (laughs) that you can offer. (laughs) Not the most appropriate sacrifice. So if you are planning on doing something like making your own bread or baking buns, baking a cake, even making flatbreads, If you're planning on uh, making your own candles to burn in the ritual, Mm. or you're 
planning on making your own mead to serve at the ritual. These things take time. Mead does? Yeah. Mead's so, like, or it even something if you like want, eight years or something? No, maybe not that long. But I guess it depends on the mead. I think it's a, it's a ludicrous amount of time. Yeah, maybe uh, a blot eight years in the making would be fairly mighty, <laughs> to be fair. That would be some awesome ceremony right there. But you might think, actually, I want to make scented candles to use in the ritual. Mm. Or I want to bake bread to offer or to share around the group or to share around the kindred or to, you know, I want to make slow gin. Mm, slow mm. gin. Slow gin will take a good couple of weeks to make, so even that will take time to do. I want slow gin now. Yeah, I know. It's fine. Okay. Um, so if you're thinking of any of these things, plan them into your preparations well before the day. Okay. Make sure you've got all the ingredients you need. Don't get to a critical point and then in your cake baking and then realise you don't have any eggs. Not good. That would be bad. Yeah. Cakes tend not to do well without eggs. Well, you can do them without. I'm no culinarist. You can do, you can do vegan cake. Oh, I suppose, yes. that yes, needs different ingredients again. So whatever, if you're planning something to share or to bring to a blot that, that takes time, yep. plan your time in plan first. It in. Plan it in. Speaking from the experience of somebody who's managed to do some of these things... <laughs> Take it from me and plan it in first. Because, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go quite the way you want it to otherwise. So, once you've made your preparation, your long term preparations, yeah. and I've washed and I've dressed and I've got my ritual kit together, mm -hmm. if I am planning a block for just me, it may be quite formal, it may be quite informal. So, I may be planning quite a short ceremony. Or I may be planning a long formal one where I've written a script out or I have a script on cards for people to say. So again, that takes preparation beforehand. Yeah. This may be your thing and it may not be. Mm. It's all good and these are all sort of things that you can mix and match, consider, try out, mm -hmm. see how they feel for you. Mm. It is all with the UPG. It is all with the personal understanding of the relationship between you and the divine. What are these things are, and it... It strikes me that what you're you're dealing with as you know, I mean we've obviously mentioned the, the sort of Wiccan traditions already and, mm. and, and there are certain parallels. I don't wanna I don't wanna sort of you know, draw too many, but in terms of the nature of your ritual, mm. you are looking more at a sort of a, a dynamic kind of relationship between you and Yes the gods direct if I if I look at Christian ritual, yes. Muslim ritual, and you know a lot of the Abrahamic uh, ways ritual, of doing things yeah. tend to be very much, if I say highly ritualized, it sounds a bit a bit yes. strange. But that's kind of their way of getting into that the mindset, that place, isn't it? it the, the sort Thinking of, of Catholicism, space, if like. especially. Mm. If you've ever experienced Catholic mass, or you've seen Catholic mass, mm. or you've got Catholic friends, they will probably let you know that it is a very highly ritualized ceremony mm. there are certain prayers that go in certain spaces there are certain actions that go in certain spaces certain things happen at certain times within that ritual i've always thought of it a little bit like and i make again i make the comparison carefully because i, I, don't, I don't want to make i'm not i'm not sort of saying it it's in, in any other way other way linked but it always strikes me as a little bit like when you're learning martial arts 
Yes, you learn forms. You learn forms. You might know them as cutters. And if you're doing, <clears throat> I've seen people do it in kung fu. I've seen people do it in it, like tai chi. Mm. Uh, and you learn this sort of thing. So you do it kind of automatically. And that strikes me as, as part of the meaning of, or part of the purpose of this very ritualised, almost rote yes. thing. That, that I that must admit, if I've got chance and I've got time, I will do the same things in the same order every time. Mm, mm. Because that constant repetition, if you like, repetition over time, will give me that mindset. You know, if I do action... A, B, C, and D, mm. and then I do action A, B, C, and D again, yeah. and then I do it a third time. The fourth time when I come to do action A, my body will think, my brain will think, I know what comes next. Yeah. B, C, and D come next, and I know where this <clears throat> goes. So it's creating that reassurance of repetition, mm. that familiarity in action. So hopefully we've talked through things a little bit about what a blood is. Indeed. How it works. And I am well enlightened. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so we will leave it there. Lovely listeners, thank you very much for listening to episode 19. I've been Suzanne. And if we want to contact you... If you'd like to well, contact I mean, I just, me I just and go, find me online, I know you just yell just at me. Just go, from, hey Suzanne. And, yeah, and you know, I'm that's, generally that's, there. That's, that's easy. That was, that's quite easy actually, isn't it? Yeah, quite like that. If you'd like to find me online, mm. I am on Facebook as Suzanne Martin. I am also on Twitter. And should you want to find me for any reason, you can get me on my sort of website at glassrain.net, where all my social media accounts are linked. So we will talk to you next time for episode number 20. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it already. Are you? Indeed. Bless you, dear. Don't hold your breath. It's going to be a fortnight. <gasps> 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 <gasps>